Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Dr. Shannon. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and the owner of Evlo Fitness. In this episode, I'm going to get really honest about my own personal fitness journey and what has changed for me over the last couple of years and specifically what has changed in my body composition this year. And I'm going to be sharing my numbers via my DEXA scan. So if that is something that you're not comfortable with hearing about, I completely understand, but feel free to skip this episode if that's something that um, you would rather not listen to. But that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about it a lot. I am a data type of person, so I really like to see these numbers. I'm going to talk about what worked and what didn't work. I want to explain why I set the goals that I set. I want to share how my body composition changed with my numbers. I'll share where I was before this year, and then what I learned this year that gave me the results that I got. So my goal is that you learn from me what I've discovered, what I've researched, what I've learned not to do. The goal is not to exactly emulate me, but take some of this stuff as guidance for you to formulate your own path to success because it will likely look a bit different for you and take some tinkering. So before I get into this episode, I want to say that we've created a free workshop that will be live on January 2nd, 2023. So I'm actually so excited about this workshop. I think it's one of the most comprehensive things we've ever put together. It merges the current science about hypertrophy and body composition. It merges my knowledge and experience as a physical therapist. It merges kind of what I've researched about women and how to avoid burnout and my own personal experience all into one about hour long workshop to help give you a roadmap to change your body composition and and build muscle in 2023. So it will be live only on January 2nd if you are not an Evelyn member. If you are an Evelyn member, you can for sure come live and I encourage you to come live so that you can ask questions, but we will post the replay in case you can't make it. So that's January 2nd, 12 p.m. Central Time. The link is in the show notes to get signed up. We're gonna give you a roadmap for your workouts, for your nutrition. We're gonna tell you what to do, what not to do, and hopefully this will help clear up some confusion and really give you a good idea of how to formulate your plan for this next year. So let's get into today's episode. I have a lot of mixed emotions sharing this. On one hand, I feel so empowered and proud of myself and fueled to keep going. I feel like this process has really been a lot of fun for me, and I truly feel like I have now developed this lifestyle that I can sustain. And then on the other hand, I'm apprehensive and a little afraid to share this because I think there's a stigma with sharing numbers, and in particular, I think people are afraid of gaining muscle. The only reason why I'm sharing these numbers is because I want to lift this fear around building muscle. I think if more women were focused on this, if they were focused on a muscle forward approach, they would be healthier. They would have improved metabolism and hormonal health. They would be able to reach their aesthetic goals easier. But I think a lot of women believe they'll bulk up if they have the goal of building muscle, or they think that building muscle means they have to do a bunch of heavy lifting and power lifts and workouts that they don't have any interest in doing or ones that hurt their body. But none of that needs to be true. Muscle, number one, doesn't appear overnight. And number two, you don't have to torture yourself to see results. I haven't done the traditional weightlifting, like super heavy squats and overhead presses or power lifts in years. And I really, we don't do compound lifts in Evlo, really. And we do pretty minimal hit. And I've still been able to change my body composition. So gain muscle and lose fat. 
this year, and it's mainly through focusing on muscle and focusing on nutrition. So women tend to struggle with this, I think, because we are so conditioned to focus on being small (laughs) instead of focusing on building muscle. So it gets a lot of people into trouble as they get older. And even even in their 30s, even in their 20s, a lot of women run into the problem where they're just focused on burning calories and doing cardio, and that leads to burnout. It leads to potential hormonal issues and weight loss resistance and potentially muscle wasting, declining metabolism and joint pain. So real quick, here's what ends up happening, and then we're going to get into my personal story. Unless we're intentionally strength training, we're losing muscle. Building muscle takes work and consistency, and it's not easy for most women. And if someone wants to lose fat, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll focus on adding more cardio and they will cut calories. And a lot of times this will work in the short term less because they're adding the cardio and more because of the calorie cutting. But this contributes to what I call the downward spiral. Because when you are in a calorie restriction with what you're eating and you're not resistance training, you're not using the muscle on your body, your body will think that the extra tissue, the muscle is wasted tissue. Your body doesn't want to waste its valuable energy on maintaining muscle mass. So so you'll lose both muscle and fat at the same time. So what happens is over the years, you're naturally losing muscle due to aging. This is called sarcopenia, unless you're doing something about it, unless you're strength training. So if you are doing a lot of cardio and cutting calories and you're just naturally losing muscle, all of a sudden you're accelerating all this lean mass loss and a decade passes and you have significantly less lean mass. So what happens is a lot of these people that have leaned on these routines of less and less and less eating more and more and more cardio, they notice that as they get older, they have to be more careful with their diet and add more cardio. Well, why is this? You would think that you've spent the last decade or longer really being consistent with how much exercise you're doing. Shouldn't your metabolism be better? But we were taught that as you get older, your metabolism just declines and that's just a part of age. So you got to eat less. You got to move more. But that's not true because studies show that your metabolism stays stable from the age of 20 to 60 when you equate for lean mass. So the women in their 40s and 50s who grew up in the era of lots of spin and lots of cardio and eating very little start to get frustrated when they're struggling with the weight gain, even though they're killing themselves with lots of cardio and they're not eating much. But having a muscle forward approach as soon as possible can mitigate all of this. And you can be 50 and have the same metabolism as you did when you were 20 if you have the same lean mass. Having a muscle forward approach will improve your metabolism. It will give you more freedom with food. It will improve your longevity, improve your hormone balance, and your joints will feel better because of the subtraction of all the highly repetitive cardio. So... I'm sharing these numbers because I want to encourage you to build muscle and not to be afraid of it. A couple of things before I share my results. Number one is I've been training for years. So that I think that's really important to remember, especially if you're a beginner or if you're getting back into this. So although I haven't changed my training routine, like the amount of exercise I've done this year, I have started from a baseline of body awareness and strength. Many times beginners will see faster results, but not always. Sometimes you got to really lay the foundation. Number two is that my results were not perfectly linear. I had ups and downs, and I think that's to be expected. That's why I gave myself that long runway. 
So when you expect the fast results and you're not tinkering and you give yourself a short amount of time, you're going to set yourself up for frustration and failure. And then number three is that sometimes you aren't in a season where body composition should be your goal. And I'm going to talk about that later in this episode. Sometimes you're just not ready for that. And I was in this season almost two years ago where I needed to take a step back and really allow myself to heal both physically and mentally before I was ready for what I was able to do this year. So that said, let's get into my results from this year. So this year I gained eight pounds of muscle and lost about five pounds of fat. So I body recompositioned. I replaced fat with muscle. My body fat percentage dropped by about 4.3%. I dropped a size in jeans and I increased my strength in most of my lifts between 25 and 50%. So I got stronger, my clothes fit better, and I did all of this without wrecking my body, without increasing my joint pain, without feeling like I had to completely deplete myself. And all of this was because I really set this muscle forward approach through gentle consistency. So although I was consistent with my workouts, I also went out to eat frequently and drank alcohol on the weekends. I traveled a ton because I had a ton of like weddings and bachelorette parties this year and travel for Evlo and travel with family. So I did a ton of traveling and with traveling comes a lot of inconsistency with nutrition. I took three reset weeks this year where I wasn't doing any strength training. And we've talked about reset weeks in former podcasts and how effective they can be. I took two recovery days each week where I wasn't strength training and I don't do any extra workouts. I do the Evlo five time per week with cardio track because I want to have integrity and be an example of this method. So although many people think that like, oh, she's a fitness trainer, she probably works out all day because it's her job, I really don't. I actually consider myself more of an educator than a fitness trainer. I consider that my job is like education, not necessarily just fitness training. So I really only work out for like less than four hours a week total. So just following the Evlo track. So I'm stronger, I fit better, in my clothes, my body doesn't hurt. I take recovery days. I love being able to see my muscle definition and I truly feel like this is now a sustainable lifestyle. My goal with doing this was to make sure that I was never doing anything against myself. It's really important for me to have a social life. And for me, that looks like going out to eat and enjoying yummy foods and traveling and drinking margaritas. <laughs> and I was just not willing to go through this process with a ton of restriction and making myself miserable. I just knew that I couldn't do it. So could I be more cut, quote unquote, if I removed alcohol completely? And if I didn't ever have pizza and ice cream? Yes, of course. But I'm just not choosing to live my life that way. So those are my results this year. Let's get into what I learned throughout this process. So I want to start this by going back just a few years. And I won't take a long time with this, but I do think it's a little bit important for you to have my backstory because this wasn't just a year-long journey. It really was more like a three-year-long journey that started with me first just changing my lifestyle and my mindset, allowing my body to heal, then starting to work on body composition. So I'll briefly give you a background for those of you that are new around here. I'm not going to get into all the details of my past because I've talked about that on prior episodes, but um, I'll just kind of give a brief overview so that I can discuss what happened this year. So I have a history of overexercise, of under-eating, 
obsessing over calories, obsessing over my fitness watch. And this approach gave me all sorts of undesirable effects at a young age. I had chronic pain all over my body at the age of 24. I had horrible brain fog where I could not focus at work. I was constantly concerned about when my next nap would be. I had night terrors, which were, (laughs) we laugh about them now because there were some funny stories, but it was very frightening and very disturbing and not allowing me to sleep. And I was truly running on empty. I was getting constant body work done, paying a lot of money for physical therapists, massage therapists. And I was thinking that all of those symptoms were a normal part of being quote unquote fit. What really woke me up to the fact that my routine was wearing me down was when I moved from Kansas city to North Carolina and I kind of fell out of my routine. I fell out of my workout routine when I moved and I noticed how good I felt from not exercising almost right away. Like at all my joint pain was gone and I was like, wait a second, I'm not exercising and I feel better. Maybe it's my workout. Maybe it's my routine. It's not my body's fault. So the idea for Evla, which was then called Levo, started brewing in my head around this time because as a physical therapist, it seemed like all of my patients were in really similar situations where their workout routines were wearing down their bodies, but I didn't have anything that I could recommend for them when they asked me what fitness program was both safe and effective because it was either Pilates that was maybe a little too gentle and not going to move the needle for them. And then there was things that were hit programs and, and things like that, that were just too intense, filled with compound movements and things that I wouldn't recommend for my patients. So the, the idea started brewing in my head. And almost a year later, I started Evlo again, which was then called Levo, same method, but just different name. And I started exercising exclusively in this way. I started fueling better. I started taking better care of my mental health. I was eating a lot more. I I wasn't counting my calories. I completely ditched my fitness watch. And honestly, during this time, I was also drinking a lot more because it was COVID. My husband and I laugh. We were like, do you remember like during COVID, we would drink wine like every single night? Like, I think a lot of people can relate to that, but drinking a lot more during this time but my joint pain was gone and my brain fog was gone. And I'm like, okay, I will never go back. I feel like a new person. So that was in March of 2020. And through 2020 and 2021, I kind of rode that wave. Um, I was trying to eat whole foods, but I wasn't really paying attention to my macros or my protein intake at all. I was honestly just happy to feel better mentally and have a healthier mindset around food and exercise and not be in pain all the time. Looking back, that was a season of pulling back and healing that I would never take back. Although maybe it wasn't like my most ripped body ever, it was truly what I needed to prove to myself that there was another way, that I didn't need to torture myself mentally and physically, that I could sleep better and be more present and alert at work and to feel mentally clear. So that process took me about a year and a half to get through, which I think was crucial if I wanted to make body composition changes that would ultimately be sustainable. Because if I just went from under eating and over exercising straight into this year of having the goals that I had now, I don't think that it would be the same because I don't think that my body would have been ready for that. So if you are in a season of healing, I think that giving yourself some time to heal before you really go headfirst into those body composition changes can really make all the difference. Don't be in a rush. So it wasn't until this year that I truly decided that I wanted to set a goal of gaining five pounds of muscle in one year. So I decided to give myself the full year so that I was never in a rush and 
I really did not want to hurt myself. (laughs) I knew that I needed to go slow. I needed to tinker. I was going to measure my progress each month via a DEXA scan so that I could see what was working and what wasn't. So a DEXA scan is a body scan that measures your body fat, your muscle mass, your bone density, all those things. So I also need to say that I was in a healthier mind space about seeing these numbers. Again, I think two years ago, if I had been getting DEXA scans, I would have been obsessing over those numbers and worried about the fat composition and trying to cut my calories and doing things that weren't he- that wouldn't have been healthy and sustainable. So I need to say that too. So I gained eight pounds of muscle this year and I lost about five pounds of fat, but it was not linear and definitely varied throughout the year, depending on kind of what I was going through. So let's go through what I learned this year. I've talked about this on the body recomposition episode that I did, which is episode number 77, but I did not change my workouts this year. So I've done, again, the five time per week track with cardio on the Evelyn membership the entire year. And I did two recovery days, Saturday and Sunday. I walked 10 to 30 minutes a day. I average, your phone will like track your steps. I averaged 3.6 thousand steps per day. So it's really not a ton, but I was definitely active and moving each day. What I initially did that made the biggest impact was I changed my nutrition. I watched the macros program on the Evo membership and started tracking my protein pretty closely, tracking, tracking all my calories, tracking all my protein so that I could get data. And I was really precise in the beginning. And I think that that's important that was important for me because then you, if you're not precise, you're not going to get proper numbers. So I was noticing that I was way under eating protein. So I increased my protein. I currently eat like a hundred to 120 grams per day of protein. And again, this will vary depending on your body weight, stuff that we're going to talk about in the workshop. I was eating my maintenance calories and I was definitely eating higher than my maintenance calories on the weekends. And I wasn't really tracking on the weekends. So without changing my workouts, I noticed that my body composition changed within the first three months. I didn't change my workouts. I just changed my nutrition and got tighter on my nutrition. Again, my workouts varied throughout the year, depending on how I was eating and my stress levels. But it's so funny because this last month has actually been the best month for me when I gained the most muscle. And it was right around the time I decided to take a different approach this last month. Before this, I was eating about my maintenance calories and again, trying to focus on protein. This last month, I did something a little different because after Thanksgiving, I definitely enjoyed all the foods on Thanksgiving and was eating more. And I got back to my workouts and I felt significantly stronger. Like if you were in my classes, you probably heard me talking about how I was like, wow, this, I feel so much stronger. I started lifting heavier weights and I was like, maybe I'm just going to try to eat more this month and just see what happens. And sure enough, I felt so freaking strong this month. And I went back and got my DEXA this month and I had gained the most muscle this last month. So again, it was a learning opportunity for me. I was like, okay, if I eat more, then I'm going to gain more muscle. I did gain a little bit of fat, but it really was not significant. Now, how much of that was because I took the year to set the foundation for myself. I was slowly building up strength. I was slowly building up muscle mass. I finally hit like a critical mass where I could add more resistance. Maybe my insulin sensitivity had improved. And that was why I could see the quicker gains. And it's really hard to tell, but it's possible that maybe I had been 
under eating this whole year and that I could have gained muscle much faster if I had been eating above my maintenance calories. However, I did learn a lot of things about food this year that I want to share. And please know that this is not nutrition advice. This is just what I have found from doing the work on myself. So your results may vary, which means you need to do the work for yourself to figure out your own routine. And again, listening to the nutrition modules in the Evlo membership is going to be huge. And again, we're going to talk about this in the workshop a little bit too. So I am someone who needs higher protein is what I found to gain muscle. When I shoot for that 120 pound, 120 grams of protein each day, I gain muscle. And I think that when I'm getting less, like 100 grams or less consistently, I tend to lose muscle. Number two, I learned that I can fast, but I just have to make sure that I'm getting enough protein within my eating window. I know there's a lot of debate about fasting. I'm not saying that I'm for or against it. I know a lot of different experts will argue about this forever, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do it. I just personally like it. And I find that it works really well for me because I it's convenient in the morning and then I like to eat more at night. So I found it really works for me. As long as I'm getting enough protein in my eating window, I'm still able to gain muscle. I notice that when I'm stressed and I'm not sleeping, I lose muscle, which is just goes to show that it's not just about food. It's also about sleep. When I eat at my maintenance calories, I find that I lose a bit of fat and I gain a small amount of muscle. So I body recomposition when I am at my maintenance calories and I'm eating that 100 to 120 grams of protein every day. I notice that when I'm eating more, I'm stronger and I can increase my lifts more and I can gain muscle faster. I found that in order to hit my protein goals, I have to make protein easy And I have to set myself up for success by buying things from the grocery store that are really easy to prepare and taste good for me. And I get a lot of questions about how I eat, what I eat. Ultimately, I can't give you advice. You've got to figure out what works for you because there's different dietary restrictions, whatever. This is just what I do. So I do lots of cottage cheese. I'll make this like Greek yogurt thing. So it's Greek yogurt, protein powder, and fruit. Sometimes I'll put like some honey or coconut flakes on that for dessert. Really good. I'll do protein oats. So it's steel cut oats and protein powder. I like the Kion protein powder, K-I-O-N, Kion, and fruit. Um, I'll do egg white omelets. I'll do chicken salad. I'll do shrimp tacos. I'll do some protein bars. I haven't found one that I really like, but I just shoot for protein bars that have like at least 20 grams of protein in them. I'll do bonza pasta, which is a chickpea pasta. It's high in protein. So for those of you that are vegan, that might be a good option for you. And then I'll do the sardine salad, which I've talked about a lot. Sardines are super healthy and I like them. They taste, if you like tuna, you might like sardines. Get the boneless, skinless kind. And I put them in some Greek yogurt for extra protein. I add celery, apple, artichokes, some lemon, and you can add some nuts in there if you want to. It's really good. And then lastly, with nutrition, I really cut down on how much I drink this year. I hate to say it, but I don't hate to say it because I will not go back. (laughs) Like I said, I think I was drinking too much in years past, and this is the least I've ever drank ever in, in, in my adult life. And I still drink on the weekends, but I am just not binge drinking like I was, and I'm maybe only drinking once, maybe twice a week. And I found that that has made a huge difference for me as well. So that's nutrition. Let's talk about workouts. I didn't change anything about my routine, but I changed my focus on a few things. Number one, exercise selection and getting close to failure. So 
you will not receive, see results if you don't focus on getting close to muscular failure in each set. So that means you're about three to four reps shy of not being able to complete that rep. So you're really struggling towards the end of your set. And I've known this forever, but I don't think that I was focused enough on it while I was teaching. I think I was more focused on teaching because my workouts are when I teach and I wasn't getting close enough to failure. So I really did focus on that in all of my lifts this year. We also tweaked our programming just a little, and I think it's the best it's ever been, so that we're working most muscle groups for at least three to four sets every single week. We also give our muscles enough recovery, so at least two days in between, so that we're not overusing muscles. I think this is one of the reasons why group fitness might not be the best for body composition. Body recomposition is because a lot of times you're overusing the same muscles over and over. And then I walked every day. And I think just getting outside and moving my body has been huge. Again, I don't think that it was very big for fat loss, but because fat loss is mostly nutrition, but just having that consistent habit with myself, I found I really started to enjoy it. It was really good for my mental health. So that was this year. My goal is to continue to gain muscle next year, but it's going to depend on what happens a bit in my personal life. But from here on out, I'd like to have a goal of gaining one to two pounds of muscle every year. And I don't plan to get DEXAs all the time now that I've kind of figured out what works, but I may get one like once or twice a year, but I'll likely just go off kind of my strength and how I feel. But I think that if I have the goal of slowly building muscle, I'll give myself some flexibility in case I run into periods of stress where I'm not sleeping, like what happened to me this fall. So if I can slowly be investing in my body, like you would invest money, if something happens down the line, which inevitably it will because life, I'll be coming from a more stable place and we'll have a bankroll to draw from so that hopefully I'll be more resilient. But even if something happens in my life and I'm knocked all the way back to square one, I am so glad I spent this year learning and gathering data that is totally invaluable because now I have this and I can use this information for the rest of my life to know what works for my body. So if this resonates with you, I really want to encourage you to spend a year tinkering and learning and gathering data. Don't get frustrated. Don't burn yourself out by doing too much and don't ever work against yourself. If you have this motto of gentle consistency of a muscle forward approach, I think that you will be able to gather some really great data that will help you for the rest of your life. You don't necessarily have to get DEXA scans. You can just see how you feel. You can measure your strength, take notes about aches and pains, take notes of your energy levels, of your ability to sleep. All of those things are indicators that ultimately you'll be able to change your body composition. And if you're someone who loves a roadmap and data like I do, I'm hosting the workshop on January 2nd to teach you what to focus on and what not to focus on. This workshop is not for beginners. So it's really for people who are already working out and they want to use their time more wisely to see better results without overworking. So we'll help you set up a plan for your whole year. We'll give you a tracker so that you can track your progress It's free, but live only unless you're an Evlo member. If you're an Evlo member, you'll be able to ask questions. If you're not an Evlo member, you won't be able to ask questions, but you can always join our 14-day free trial and and be able to ask questions. So January 2nd, 12 p.m., the link is in the show notes to sign up. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week, same time, same place for the last episode of the year. Bye for now.